Hey guys, good episode, baby. Fire! I have been listening to Peter Thiel's book, Zero to One. Fucking awesome. His notes on startups. It is so much more than talking about a startup company or startup companies. It is a look at companies, the market, the world, and life. And it is awesome. And I talk about some ideas of that book today. So um, get ready, guys. Get ready. You remember you can go to my website, tstuch.com, T-S-T-U-C-H.com. Email me at tayradio1 at gmail.com. That's T-A-Y-R-A-D-I-O, the number one, at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter, tstuch1. You can follow me on YouTube, Subscribe, Taylor Space Stutch, S-T-U-C-H, T-A-Y-L-O-R, S-T-U-C-H. Thank you guys and enjoy the show. Welcome to this fun Friday edition of Taylor Radio, guys. Um, Let's talk a little bit about Peter Thiel. No, nay, 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 I tell you. Let's discuss the vision of the future. Do you have a vision for the future? That's something I've thought about recently after listening to Peter Thiel's um, book, Zero to One. So I listened to an interview. Uh, If you listen to my last podcast, you know. I listened to an interview with uh, Peter Thiel uh, in the Hoover Institution, and he talked about the Straussian moment, which I believe he thinks that we're in, which is a moment that we're in of stagnation. And I've actually heard him talk about this before with uh, Eric Weinstein on a podcast called The Portal. You guys should all check it out if you haven't checked it out yet. I like Eric – little tangent here. I like Eric Weinstein. The problem I have with Eric Weinstein is he's too abstract for me. He's a mathematician, which means uh, his intellect is very strong with mathematics. He's pretty articulate, but also um, when I listen to him, he's a little too verbalistic at times. Um, And it's almost as though he speaks – when I listen to him, it's as though he speaks so much that he says nothing. If that makes sense. Uh, Sometimes when I'm listening to him, I'm just like, dude, what the fuck are you saying? And it's not because it's incomprehensible. It's because it's like literally, what are you talking about? Um, Anyway, that's just a tangent. Anyway, the guy's smart. He can go off on some some strange tangents, but he's got a podcast called The Portal, and he had uh, Peter Thiel on. Peter Thiel is his employer. Peter Thiel was a co-founder in PayPal. Uh, he was a co-founder or founder of Palantir. He's a billionaire many times over. He's on the board of Facebook. Solid dude. Anyway, he wrote a book called Zero to One. And after listening to his interview, I've listened to a few interviews of him. And I've watched, I listened to a couple of his speeches online. And when you listen to him, I'm going to give you a little background here. When you listen to him, he comes off um, as uh, a little unsure of himself. But I think that's mostly because of his speaking style. 
So clearly, he is not very good in the public speaking arena. That's, there's no problem with that, though. There's a lot of brilliant people that aren't really good at public speaking. When you, if you watch his YouTube videos, if you watch uh, interviews, he has a tendency to stammer and stutter. Um, he has a tendency to not be able to spit out the words he's trying to say, and as a result of that, um, you can see that a lot of it, his intellectual abilities are going towards being able to speak. As a result of that, you don't always get his ideas clearly manifested, uh, and that's unfortunate because the guy is fucking brilliant. He's obviously been able to make lightning strike in the same place in the same place. He's been able to make lightning strike in the same place more than once. And I say that because he's been involved in multiple billion dollar companies. So the guy knows what he's doing. And this book is about startups. It's his called his notes on startups. First off, let me go ahead and give you a little bit of a review of what I've been hearing so far. I absolutely fucking love it. Um, it's a combination of uh, strategies for success, but also a general like a survey of the current world and market condition. And I can tell you right now, it's very interesting. He in the book, there's a lot of ideas about vision. It's so interesting to me. His book, uh, there it's kind of swirls around the whole of of vision. That there's not enough vision going on in the world, and Peter Thiel's vision of the future is not that bright because he sees that there's not enough visionaries in the world, visionaries in the in in not just in companies but just in general, maybe literary, philosophical, uh, market based, uh, in the government. There's not enough visionaries. We have lots of um, lots of old stale ideas. And not only that, well, we're going to talk about that. So hold on a second here because my computer is going uh, insane. So I have to stop it from going insane. Um, there we go. So Peter Thiel talks about a lack of vision for the future, and he talks about a couple concepts. And I want to talk about one of those today. Uh, indefinite optimism. He talks about indefinite pessimism. And then uh, definite pessimism, I believe. Um, so indefinite pessimism, he discusses, is the idea that uh, things in the future are going to be bad. You don't, but it's indefinite. So you don't have a definitive view of the future, but you're pessimistic about the future. All you know is you just need to get ready for the bullshit that's about to come your way. And that's it. But you don't know what that bullshit's going to be. You don't know how fucked the world's going to be, but the world's fucked. Then there's the definite pessimism, which is the world is fucked and you know how it's going to be fucked. And then he talked about um, – there's also you know, there's definite optimism and indefinite optimism. Uh, definite optimism is you're optimistic about the future and you have a vision of how the future can be. And you work towards that vision. Um, and then there is um, indefinite optimism, which is you believe the future is bright. <laughs> you believe the future is bright, but you don't know how it's going to be bright. And as a result, you accumulate options. 
Uh, it's interesting. There's This book has been making me think a lot about Nassim Taleb and optionality. Um, and it will take me a little while to put these thoughts together. For now, I'm just going to focus on what I'm listening to and reading about. I'm not reading. I'm listening to it audiobook style, baby. Um, and Peter Thiel believes that in the current age, we are in an indefinite optimistic lifestyle in America. Now, that might not sound bad to you, right? But what it means is that we're optimistic about the future, but we have no future in mind. We have no vision. We don't know where we're going. And we have no plan. So for Teal, this is worrying. Because when Teal looks at the past, um, not thousands of years ago, when he looks at the last couple hundred years... What Teal sees are people that um, believed in the future. They believed in technology. They believed in engineering. They believed mostly it was technology, the idea that we are going to make the world a better place. And here's how it's going to be better. And people worked to make that vision better, whether it be we're going to connect the world via railroads or we're going to connect the world via planes or we're going to fuel um, the world with oil or coal or whatever. What Teal is saying is that in today's economy, in today's world, we believe the future is going to be bright, but nobody has a vision. And as a result, nobody's investing in a vision of the future. And that is, for some reason, that idea is very potent to me because sometimes I feel like I'm living this life that he talks about. I'm optimistic about the future, but I have no plan. I mean, I do have a plan in that I'm acting out a plan, but there are many ways that I look at my life and I look at those around me and I look at what people my age are doing. People my age, what are we doing? We're getting married later. We're not getting married at all. We don't have plans for the future because we don't know what the fuck we're going to do. And that seems to be the state that Teal has identified that a lot of Americans are in. Oh, hold on a second. My computer's going nutty. I hate it when it does this. It just starts printing off shit. It starts, um, as we say in Chinese, it just starts fucking hitting, hitting letters and shit. Um, I probably need to fix that. Am I going to? Probably not. Because I uh, am lazy and busy. If that makes any sense. So, Teal was talking about how we don't have a vision for the future. Now, personally, I like to think I do have a vision. I do have some kind of vision for myself. Um, but I feel – I tell you what, listening to this book, I had a visceral kind of reaction because a part of me does realize like, holy shit, this is speaking to me a little bit. I am one of these people that is trying to – he calls it also um, when you don't have a vision for the future, you hedge your bets by doing a bunch of different things. right? You kind of build up a portfolio of things that you can do for any possible future scenario. And to be honest, I've kind of been going down that pathway. Now, I don't necessarily think that's a wrong pathway, and I'll discuss this later. Hopefully, I'll be able to develop these ideas more concretely in the future. 
Um, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. It just seems like that is a strategy for the current situation we're in uh, because not everybody's going to be a visionary, but we can all prepare for the future. And um, anyway, let's go ahead and stop there for the ads. I'm going to run a sponsor and I'll be right back. So clearly this book has already had quite a heavy effect on me. And like I was just saying before the break here that it has made me think about my life, my trajectory, um, whether or not I have a plan or not. And I first off, I would like to say regarding his indefinite optimism and definite optimism, the idea of lacking a vision. If anybody out there is lacking vision, I encourage you to listen to this audiobook or read it. It's not going to give you vision, but it's going to remind you about the importance of having a vision. And I think part of Peter Thiel's part of Peter Thiel's concern with the idea of indefinite optimism is that he doesn't think, or at least from what I'm I'm listening and, and understanding, is he doesn't see a pathway forward technologically with this type of thinking. It is a survival mechanism, but it's not a progressing mechanism. Um, however, as Warren Buffett, I believe, said, in order to uh, succeed, you must first survive, or in order to get rich, something you must first survive – Taleb talks about this as well, that uh, survival is, is in order to do science, in order to have free markets, we must first survive. So one thing that I'm going to go off on a tangent here and say is that maybe the possibility of the youth, people my age in their 20s and early 30s in this current state, is that we are in a mode of survival um, because that's how we view the landscape. We view the landscape of one of uh, – we don't see as many opportunities. I guess – okay, let's back up here. So I would say that currently millennials and maybe some Gen Xers, um, we don't see the landscape quite as some of our parents did in terms of the economic opportunities. Um, so one thing that Teal brought up was the boomers had a uh, a fantastic economy and basically th they came in and grew up in an economy where pretty much no matter where you ended up, if you just worked, you were going to be successful. Now, I'm paraphrasing and he didn't say that exactly, but it's the idea that um, just by, by happenstance of kind of being in the boomer economy – in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, you were in a growing economy with new technologies, with new things being implemented and used, um, on a uh, with new technologies being scaled and the economy growing at a pretty good pace. And I guess that what I would kind of say now is with the current with my generation is we don't see that same opportunity the landscape economically looks more difficult it looks like there's less opportunity and it looks like to me 
I'm going to throw my two cents in here. The indefinite optimism comes from more of a reverting back to survival mode and that we say, okay, the economic opportunities aren't that great. Yes, I can get a job and I can work 100 hours a week to just sustain my fucking life or I can um, decide that I don't care to work that much and live on a little bit less um, but I can survive. I've talked about this a hundred times about the current kind of current state that I'm going through and uh, kind of the mental processes that I'm working through. And I would say that I think a lot of millennials are in this state. I think a lot of people are in a very much a survival mindset, which is what do I need to keep the lights on, to get my Netflix, to get my food? I want to be able to go out. I want to save a little bit of money and that's it. I just want to survive. Um, and I think a lot of people are in that mode. What's interesting is that it's because we don't see this grand, bright future. And that hits right at the heart of what Teal is talking about. That's exactly what he's talking about, is that there aren't visionaries. We don't have a grand vision for the future. We aren't, um, you know... You've, we've got people like Elon Musk, for example. He has a vision. He has a vision. Bezos has a vision. right? These guys are trying to go to space. Uh, Musk is saying, we're going to go to Mars. We're going to colonize Mars. right? Um, same with uh, Bezos, with Blue Origin. I don't know if he's saying he's going to go to Mars, but he's definitely saying that we're going to space. Right, space tourism, maybe go to the moon, maybe get outside of Earth, maybe be able to explore the world. And um, these guys have vision, but a lot of people in today's society are just shuffling around the existing deck, trying to figure out how they can profit off of existing situations. And he talks about financial companies and lawyers. How basically in the finance industry, people are just reshuffling companies. People are trying to make things more efficient. But there's nobody has a vision of grand create. Nobody's trying to create anything new. Nobody's trying to discover anything new. And this is where the um, where we need to go, essentially. What Now, my take on this is I agree with him. So I've just kind of figured it out here even just talking on this podcast that it is true I think that I think a lot of millennials including myself a lot of times are in a state of survival we're not looking towards a grand future. Now I do have a vision for myself. I haven't scaled it out to the world but I have a vision for myself but a lot of times I do worry about survival. I do. Um and I think a lot of other people do too, and I think that holds people back. That being said, I would argue that if my, if my generation can focus more on creation and say fuck everything else but focus on creation and implementation of ideas people are passionate about, then I think we can get out of this malaise that we're in. So if you want to make music or if you want to make computers or if you want to build cars, do your shit. Make your vision come true. And 
Who cares what anyone thinks? Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and stop there. Um, These are some really interesting ideas. So if you can think about these ideas in a little bit more detail, look up, if you can, indefinite optimism, definite optimism. So remember, indefinite optimism is the idea that the future is bright, but we don't know what it's going to be like. As a result, our current actions don't map to any vision. We just kind of just do a bunch of different shit and we're waiting for the future to happen to us, right? Definite optimism is I have a vision of the future that is awesome and I'm going to make that happen. That's like an Elon Musk. We're going to go to Mars. I'm making a company to go to Mars, that kind of shit. Teal thinks that we're in the indefinite optimism stage. Now, Teal thinks that Europe is in an indefinite pessimism stage, that they believe that shit's not going to go well. And that's one reason why they are in a, or, you know, I could be wrong. I have to go back and listen, but I think he said that's why they're in a uh, manic state of vacation because it's like, hey, shit's going to get fucked up somehow. So we might as well enjoy it while we're here. So everyone's just going out and having a good time. Um, Interesting stuff. So let's pause there. We'll come back Sunday or Monday. Hopefully I'll have developed some more ideas on this because this is super interesting. You can email me at tayradio1 at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter, tstutch1. You can follow me, go to my website, tstutch.com. You can follow my Periscopes, T-Stutch1. Subscribe to my YouTube, Taylor Stutch, T-A-Y-L-O-R space S-T-U-C-H. Thank you.